in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome in, everybody. It is Thursday, August 10th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you once again from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny Jeffersonville, Indiana. Hey, Trev. Hey, Mike. Would you like to advance your career without interrupting with UofL's 20-month professional MBA? Would you like to advance your career without me interrupting you on a daily basis? Absolutely. One of those things can happen, though. The latter, not so much. But the first, Absolutely. Uh, the UofL MBA program from the College of Business was designed for busy working professionals. Combine the experience of a top-rated program with the convenience of evening classes accommodating your schedule. Connect with industry experts, expand your professional network, and hone your business acumen. Get started today and earn your MBA. Visit business.louisville.edu backslash UofL MBA to find out how. We're on the air today from 3.03 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, Streaming all over the land, you know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Double digits now in August. We're getting closer. We're looking for every possible mile marker we can find to know that football is getting closer and closer every day. Uh, off the air yesterday, the bats, uh, as we expected, went a little long with the, the, the two fifteen start time. I think the game could have gone one nothing shutout two hours. We would be like, oh, well. We won't have enough time to show. If we were going to have a, a chance to do like <laughs> anything more than an hour, I was like, we can do this. Yeah, that and wasn't going to happen, yeah. I wasn't going to do like a 45, 30-minute show where we came Not the way the like, Saints are batting against us. Now, if it was going to take longer for me to drive to and from here than the actual show time, <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. And so that was, yeah, we we realized very quickly it was like the like an hour and a half game and it was in the, in the fourth inning. So yeah, the, that was, the, we, we knew that was going to happen. The pitching change ads got all their money's worth the last two days. Did the bats win, by the way? No, bats have, oh, no. Bats, the, oh, two in a row now. Well, I tell you what, the Saints, they, they, they have the bats number this year. I think they've, I want to say they took five out of six. In their first meeting, they've taken two now in a row, so they're like seven out of eight they've taken, seven out of nine, something like that. Who's the Saints affiliate again? Uh, Minnesota. Okay, I was going to say, if it's, and they're, if it's they're, Milwaukee, then we're just done. Their triple-A team, I mean, Minnesota's got a good team this year, if you, as you can see. They do, they always do. And uh, their triple-A team is just kind of loaded with, uh, well, I mean, you have Royce Lewis, who's like the former number one pick a couple years ago. We don't really need to go into Yeah, they, 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 they're, they're, they're stacked. And on top of it, of course, you have the, uh, the killer of them all, Chris Williams, who's... In seven games, us against us has six home runs, seven home runs, and 19 RBIs. 
There you go. Hit three home runs in one game last minute. I'm just glad they're not a Milwaukee affiliate because if they were, I was going to start to get a little bit concerned. Speaking of. <laughs> you just want to talk about the Reds, don't you? No, not really. No. I, that, that's the last thing that I want to do, actually, Trevor. On a, on a scale of like, on a ranking of one to million when it comes to show topics, the Reds are very close to one million. I, don't, I do not want to talk about the Reds. What do nine million nine hundred ninety nine is? Whatever you the territory do, wrestling. <laughs> what you do between three thirty a.m. and four a.m. on a nightly basis is, is that's where it is. Ooh, it's, some people pay for that information. Uh, not good people. <laughs> no, not but, honest but ones. We've talked about it before, so it's become a little bit part of the show because we were the ones who broke the news that the New York Yankees were hiring Dylan Lawson as their yes. head coach. We are the the go-to source for everything. Well, we were the go-to source for everything Yankees. Now we're just the go-to source for everything Dylan Lawson and where he may land. Oh. And Lawson was like, so he's texting with all of us. He's been traveling a little bit. He's been meeting with teams. And he's like, at the beginning, he drops a bombshell on me on Tuesday. He's like, hey, from tomorrow through Friday, I'm meeting with the Brewers. I was like, can you go to one team that I could possibly <laughs> root for? And he, then after that, he says, well, I just had dinner with the Pirates. I'm like, get out of the NL Central. What are you doing? Come go on. to somebody where I can root for you unabashedly. I want him. I would. I take him in Toronto. Yeah, go to Toronto. Yeah, that would be great. But trust it, me, unlike unlike Yankees, you come to us. Our offense is still our offense is good. We're not going to blame you for for bad pitching. We know our pitching sucks. He's in Milwaukee. He's having a great time. He's sending us like videos of him at the, these beer gardens. I'm like, can can the Brewers leave me with anything? Can they just leave me alone? Just just stop ruining my life, Milwaukee. Is there anything like more like modern day Green Acres themed than going from New York City to Milwaukee? Milwaukee's a good city. A lot of people that I know that have spent time there really I'm enjoy it. I'm not bashing Milwaukee, but when you compare one to the other. Well, what do you compare to New York? I mean. New York's kind of stand- standalone territory. Well, yeah, but you, if you were like going from New York to like, you know, Chicago, Philadelphia or, LA, or Chicago, it. maybe. Well, Philadelphia, I think, would be up there, too. Yeah. I mean, Houston. Houston's, I think, Houston's nothing like New York. Yeah, Houston is technically it's a bigger all, city. But it's, but it's all spaced out. You like don't run into people. There's no traffic. Very little traffic issues in Houston. Do you go to Houston a lot? I have friends who live there. But you've been there. No, but my one of my best friends lives there. Okay, and talks about how it's just nobody is from Houston. It's just all transplants. It's kind of like <laughs> Dallas, and everything is just spread out. It's just flat. It's all this land, and then just boom, buildings popped up in the middle of it. And he's like, "It's it's soulless city." I know someone that's famous in Houston too. There you go. <laughs> great, great add-in. He called me last year or a couple years ago. I remember he called me. He was like down there. He was like, "Hey." The Astros in World Series. Think I should go? I just drove by the stadium. They're getting beat by the Braves. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> nah, just pop in there. $5 ticket, I'm sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> we want to hear from you today uh, at some point between now until 6 o'clock. Text us on the Thornton's yeah. text line at 502-414-1450. Reiner Thornton's hooking up with the best deal. Summer is coming to a close, but the Thornton's deals are not. If you want to take advantage, download the Refreshing Rewards app today. It's going to save you money at the pump. It's going to save you money inside. Anytime you stop into one of these 75000 934 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. They're the best at what they do. But if you want to take full advantage, you've got to download that Refreshing Rewards app. And once you're done with that, text us at 502-414-1450. TK, we've had uh, 48 hours away from one another. Far too long in my book, if it's not a weekend. What has been going... How was your Wednesday night? How was your Tuesday night? Has a lot changed in your life? Have you started, I don't know, knitting? <laughs> Sewing. <laughs> Have you taken up a new hat? Woodworking. Rock tumbling. Uh, I, I picked up double sticks. I don't know what that you is. You remember those? The, oh, those the, little things that you like. You like the two, you had the two sticks yeah, okay. and you, you threw the thing up. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I never. Emo kids dance with them. Oh, good Lord. I had a roommate. My, one of my first roommates had those and was like obsessed with them. And it just drove. It would drive me insane. He'd be like, man, look what I can do with this. I'm like, 
I'm fascinated by your your, your world of friends. It's, it's, no, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> that right there is Exhibit Z on Y. <laughs> uh, Tuesday's hard to remember. Oh, I, the only thing I really remember from Tuesday is watching The Dark Side of the Ring. Because I got home real late because of the baseball game. Uh, it was on Marty Jannetty, who I know you know. I, I do. And it was you, you. I think you'd have liked it because it had a lot of our friend Al Snow in it. Oh, nice. He was in there. Of course, he used to team with uh, Jannetty as the new rockers. Confirmed a few of Jannetty's psychotic Facebook rants. Said that, yeah, that's the same thing he told me in the 90s. Uh, particularly about the, the quote-unquote supposed murder he committed. Uh, and then, what? yeah, Jannetty went like online one, tie, one day on Facebook like five or six years ago. Mark Jannetty did. I vaguely remember this now that you said And he that. wrote like this is a, he talked about a man like sexually that's harassing right. him. I vaguely remember And he's like, now. that's the first time I made a man disappear. And like cops actually looked into it. And they talked to him, and he's he finally he's you know told him he's like you know he was trying to buy drug buy weed from this guy, and he made him you know did this, and he hit him with a rock and killed him, and he said he you know he burned his body, and then and and then burned and buried the bones, and the cops were like looking, he's like oh no it was just I was just messing with everybody, it's just a wrestling team, and then like several wrestlers cleaning house, and I was like that's the story he told me in the nineties, <laughs> like that's pretty much detailed for detail how he told me back in the nineties when it happened. Like, one of his former friends, like, this girlfriend was like, Every, 99% of what he tells you is a lie. And they were like, like, what was that? He goes, nope, that's true. He killed him. <laughs> like, so. So did he? Yeah, it's, it's a, so we don't know. You ask Marty, he's like, it's a wrestling It's a wrestling storyline. That's all he'll say. So just to, the, the cops looked into it, couldn't find I mean, it was a, mid in, in the 80s, probably some, like, hippie drifter selling bud. And no one's going to report him missing, so. Seems like a great guy either way. Yes, yeah, not. exactly. Like Marty Gennetti, stand, stand up, man. <laughs> so I did that. And last night was uh, last night was wrestling. Had, had Dynamite on. It was a good show. Got, got home about like as if we were doing a show. Because I got home about seven or so. Watched a little wrestling. And I watched, uh, uh, what, what did I watch? Oh, I watched uh, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Then I watched uh, Philadelphia, and then I watched uh, Chasing Amy. Your favorite movie of all time? Yeah, I, I just saw it on Stars, and kind of, I only got halfway through that one though. Okay. First time I've ever seen Philadelphia, by the way. When they fired Andrew Beckett. Let me rephrase that. Technically, it's the second time. The first time I saw it, I have no memory of it. It's a shocker. This this is like the, the weirdness of my family. The movie came out the same weekend my grandfather passed. Oh. And for some reason, like, my mom's like, go see a movie. And she sends me to see Philadelphia. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want to laugh. I, I really know. don't. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Like, that's what she does. That's like, like, my mom's like, go to see a movie. I'm like, well, well. And I'm, if you remember, I mean, I'm young. I'm, I, real quickly. I'm, 13, I've, I've I'm like 13 people, at this time. I've heard of people doing this. Where I got, one of my earliest, it, like, Getting familiar with death was my godfather, Mike Barry. He worked at the Courier Journal for a long time. He's one of the people that I was named after. He was really good friends with my dad. He passed away when I was I mean, probably five, six, seven. No, I was older than this, but yeah. And I remember, so my godmother, Benny, was his wife, and they'd been married forever. And she, I remember her telling the story about how, like, he'd been sick for a while when he finally passed, like, the day after. You know, they, they'd cried. They're like, there's only so much you can do. And her and her kids went and saw Wayne's World. And they're like, we laughed until we cried. It was such a nice distraction. Like, I've heard like other people who've had the same thing. Like, somebody close to them dies. They put on a, a comfort movie or a well, comedy yeah. movie, and they enjoy, and they take their minds off things. I've never heard of somebody <laughs> sending their kid to see Philadelphia <laughs> to cope with grief. I don't think. <laughs> well, I don't The see. world isn't such a cruel place. There are things to be happy I mean, about. I mean, I walked out like, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. I mean, that's, that's what we look at. 
I mean, yeah, I, I agree with the comfort movie thing. I mean, there, there's probably, and more often than not, there's usually comedies. Yeah. I mean, you would think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe one finds Philadelphia funny. Some people have weird oh, sense of humor. <laughs> Marty Genetti for one. <laughs> Marty Genetti for one might get find it humorous. And don't get me wrong. There are some funny parts in it. Uh, I mean, Tom, I mean, you know, mostly in the first half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. No, like they just see when he's at the hospital, <laughs> and Antonio Banderas is losing it, and he's like, he, he's like, he'll be calm. He's like, I'm not coming. Oh, he won't be calm. And I was like, oh, I kind of chuckled at that line. But anyway, uh, so no, when I was a kid, like because my grandfather it, it was was very sick, and uh, he was pa- he was you know he didn't pass that day, but I think it was a few days later. He passed actually technically the day OJ didn't kill his wife and her friend. Okay, but. uh so my mom's like, yeah, just like, you go see a movie. She wants me to go like, get, get out stuff on mine. So she drops me off at the theater, I remember. And I just like, it just come out. I don't, maybe, I don't, I don't think I really knew the concept. I don't know. I just thought it was Philadelphia. And he's the Eagles, Eagles documentary. Movie, yeah. yeah. So I'm like. Go Flyers. I'm like, it's Tom Hanks. That's the guy from Bachelor Party. This is going to be great. <laughs> you know, it's, that's the burbs. I mean, it's, up until then, you had nothing from Tom Hanks but pure comedy. I mean, all you know, this guy do does is deliver the laughs. I mean, that really take my mind. Off was, yeah, this guy, make, everything this guy does make me laugh. There's no way it can be worse than Joe in the volcano, anyway, right? I mean, vol- vanity, vanity of the bonfire can't be that bad, right? So, uh, yeah, I just went and saw Philadelphia, and it's just like I, for all these years, I've never rewatched it. And like, just there's like three scenes just like always stuck out in my mind, like the opera scene, which I even kind of wanted to fast forward through last night because I just hate opera. Or classical music, it just gives me a headache. I just not, don't like it. And then um, there's a, you know the scene. There's there's just a couple other you know the very bad I guess you'd say but scene to remember. But like the sauna scene when they're telling the bad jokes when he finds out why he's like maybe I shouldn't tell him I'm gay. You know that he that, that those jokes kind of had remembered in my mind. They but, will, especially when you're a kid. Yeah. So he, amen. Yeah, a thirteen year old. Yeah, a perverted, uh, sick use of humor. Thirteen year old like I am, opposed to forty three now. So yeah, so I watched that last night. It's a good movie. I like yeah. The other thing I always remembered about it was the Family Guy scene when they accidentally played right. it. Yeah, those supposed to be food fight. This supposed to be food fight. Yeah. And so you've seen Philadelphia, I assume. I have. It's been a while, but yeah. I have seen Philadelphia. So <laughs> it's a loaded five minutes there. I still don't know how to react to it all, to be honest with you. I didn't think we were gonna get one of those moments. <laughs> I mean. That I mean, early in the show. Is there like a what's like the, what's a better movie to send your 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 preteen kid to, to 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 avoid him having to deal with the death of a family member, a close family member? Seven. I mean, seven. <laughs> Good call. What's I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. That's actually a really good one. I don't know if I could top that. Well, besides that, I mean, it's like sending your 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 middle schooler to Jaws to see Jaws before you take him to the beach. Sounds like you had a solid Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. How about yourself? Uh, I know yesterday, rough, first, first day, day of school, school, yeah. First day of school for the kids. Maybe last day, too, the way the JCPS is going. But well, Thankfully, we're not. We'll, I do want to talk about that. Yeah, I'm we'll gonna, we will. A little bit yeah. later. Uh, we're not JCPS affiliated, so and we don't use pluses. <laughs> it's a preschool. So. I feel like you're like a separate from the NCAA. <laughs> Our banner's still up. <laughs> we're like your Notre Dame. We're, we, we have an affiliation, but we're still independent. Well, I think every preschool is mostly independent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's it's different than, than once you get into first grade kindergarten. But so, yeah, we did. We took we took John and Virginia to their first days. Virginia's third year. It was John's first day of school ever. We knew it was going to be bad. And I think I, I talked about it a couple of times on the show last week. Our plan of attack was originally, because John is so attached to Mary, that we are going to have to split up and, and I would take Virginia in. 
And so we we decide the night before we're not going to do that. We're go- Mary can't can't handle it. So what we're going to do is we don't want John to like see us drop him off and then go on with Virginia and have him think like well the entire rest of the family is going like they're just leaving me here. Everybody else is going to do something really fun. So we're like maybe if he sees <laughs> Virginia go into her classroom and be totally fine and then we leave like he's it's going to make it easier for him. He's going to kind of get it. You may be giving him too much credit, but I see where you're going. Huge mistake. No, it, it, it did not. Did it, not work it, anyway. It, it backfired entirely. So you were probably screwed no matter what direction you went here. But it, it, there was going to be no good way. Yeah. To do it. So we we dropped Virginia. Off. Virginia like literally sprints into her room without saying goodbye to us, which is such a deviation from the first year. <laughs> you know, it's tough when she's one. It's tough. Last year, she kind of she you know she she was brave. She knew what to expect, but she still was you know I, I might be sad and you know all this stuff. She kind of she's able to voice her concerns more. And then this year, bam! It's like she wants to go see these princess toys that they have in her room. And she sprints in. She wasn't, zero hesitation. She still wasn't that bad because I mean I've been with you since her first day of school. I guess and you have. Yeah, I guess I don't remember her being that bad her first it day. It was like, rough. The, like she cried a little bit, but I think I remember you being like kind of mad that like after just like pretty quickly she kind of moved on and. No, you you are misremembering. Okay. The the first month and a half was terrible for her. Was she, it? She had a rough time. And that was that was COVID. COVID was still like kind of in in flaring yeah. up. Yeah. So she had the, the terrible thing of. She had a day and then a couple of weeks, and so like at the end of her third week, she was kind of starting to get used to it and get better, and then the entire school shut down with COVID because like 50 teachers, including the director, all got COVID, and so then it was she had time off again, and she kind of thought it was back in summer, and then when we had to go back after that, it was like we were starting all over. So like no, her okay. first month and a half was, and really the, the first, she kind of, you know, she, she was one of those kids that just, she's never, I don't think, going to like school, but she kind of gets that you have to do it. So she would always get a little bit upset in the mornings, but she, you know, she stopped like crying or stopped, you know, throwing fits or, or getting all that. So she's kind of accepted it. John, the second Virginia leaves, he starts crying. He, he starts he starts crying before we even get to his room. Like <laughs> see what's coming. <laughs> and then we, yeah, we we try we we take him. Mary's holding him, and he's like clinging to her for dear life. It, it's like you're holding him above a pool with a shark swimming around. Like he's just <laughs> he's not letting go at all. Virginia did not do that. Like she. She didn't want to go in, and she kind of reached for us, and she kind of started crying. But she didn't, like, cling to us. She didn't grab – and that made it, I think, hard for Mary. Basically, the teacher has to, like, pry him away. He's, <laughs> he's like, he's holding on, like, just for dear life or anything. Pries him away. We have to – you know, we do the, the parent thing where you walk away. Mary starts crying immediately. And it takes her 10 seconds to say <laughs> – I hope she's listening – we made a mistake. He's too young. We shouldn't have started him here. Oh, no, no. Which she said approximately 35 times when she started. we started Virginia back when she was one. And I'm like, you know, well, I'm like, you know, I, I do the thing where I'm like, we don't have to see. If it's too bad, then we don't have to send. We can always pull him out. It will be a waste of money, but we can always pull him out. Um, you know, if, if it's just miserable, whatever. I'm like, it'll be good for him long term. Like, he wants to play kids with, with kids his own age and all this stuff. And, I mean, she's just, yeah, she, she's a mess. She's crying. Like, thankfully, you see like all these other parents are crying too when you drop them off. She is listening. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> <Love> you. <laughs> we talked to my mom about it, and she's like, "He'll be fine." And all that stuff. And I don't think John, based on like, I feel like my mom would have given more updates if he'd been more okay. Because my mom's always checking in. And with Virginia, you know, she would kind of, she'd always be like, "She's dancing a little bit. She's kind of having a rough time." And with John, it was just like he enjoyed snack. I'm like, he, I, I'm assuming he was just screaming and crying through the other part of the day besides snack. So when we go to pick him up, you know, we get there like right when the doors are able to open. Like Mary's like counting down the hours. She's like twenty <laughs> minutes till we get to leave to pick up the kids, and uh, we we pick him up and he's we kind of peek in beforehand and he's still very upset and, and he's he's crying. So it was it was tough. He was very happy to see us. He's been 
very happy since then, except last night he just, like, didn't sleep. I think he was so traumatized. He was so afraid we were going to, like, leave him again or something. He, like, would not let us put him in his crib. He slept for, like, an hour and then made me sleep there for, like, two and a half hours in the room. He just wouldn't go down. He just wanted to make sure that I was still there. We, it was just not. He didn't, he didn't do this when you leave him with, like, babysitter or family, right? No, he's been fine with, with, with this. So. I think it's maybe because his sister wasn't there as well this time when you, let, you, got, when you, when you departed. Like, I don't she's know. probably always with him when you depart. I think it's just he's going to have to get used to it. I, yeah, think, well, it's, I think it's going to just does. take some time. And that's where the whole, you know, we start, our, our kids go Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And on one hand, it's nice to have the first day. And, like, you know, it's, it's such a, a huge thing, such an emotional thing. And then you get a nice little break. But on the other, you, know, you don't need a break. He doesn't. Well, he doesn't. He has no, no concept now that he's going to be going back on Monday, yeah. and then it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like he woke up this morning, and there was a very real sense of like him being like, "Whew, I'm glad we're all on the same page here." Yeah, that was crazy yesterday. We're not going to do that ever again. <laughs> I'm glad you guys agree. Like that was ridiculous. Let's just let's just pretend that never happened, and we'll move on. Like now we get to be happy. I'm doing babysitter stuff. That, that is dude, now, G. This is a swing and a miss, right? Yeah, come on. That's no, no, no. Usually, yeah, he's, he's he's just like, Oof. what were you guys thinking yesterday? I'm I'm glad you came around. We're never going to have this happen again, right? And then Monday is going to be. Well, he's going to hate you. He really is. <laughs> Monday is going to be a rude awakening, and then he'll have to do you know back to back to back days. So. It'll get better. It always does, but it yeah. was it was a tough first day. I mean, now the kids are fine. They're, they were doing. I had a lemonade stand when I was leaving. So they were very happy. Was it any good? Uh, I didn't, did not sample it. They've had two customers. I think they're doing well. I've never bought lemonade from a lemonade stand. I bought it. They, uh, we actually did this like a week ago. We were walking around, and a little girl had one. And I never, you know, I had the kids and I had Penny, and I never. I don't bring my wallet when I'm just walking around the neighborhood. Well, yeah. Okay. And so now the you know, lemonade stands have gotten so evolved that they had like a little Venmo on the sign. You kidding me? The parent was like, if you don't have care, like if you want a Venmo, I'm like, sure. Like, let's do that. Boom. You <laughs> Lemonade stands are not taking Venmo. They're taking Venmo. I'm supposed to have a chip reader. <laughs> so <laughs> just, tap, just tap right here. So it's, yeah, it's supposed to be like a dollar. I was like, oh, I'll give you $5. Well done. Young entrepreneur. And Virginia got to try strawberry lemonade and she was so excited about it. Strawberry lemonade. I like strawberry she lemonade. She got free refills. She was pumped about that. Didn't want to leave. So it was, you know, the, the young entrepreneurs around St. Matthews are they're killing it. Our kids are, are doing their best out there. But, yeah, they were having a good time. But yesterday was – so I think Virginia had a great time. Like she, she was totally fine. She enjoyed her new class. Her teachers had a bunch of pictures out there, a bunch of stuff to make you feel at ease. John's going to be – I think John, John's going to be at work. John's going to be tough. <laughs> he, needs, he needs to find a toy or somebody to play with to, to get his mind off of it. Yeah. I mean, we've got – the cool thing about his class is I know a lot of people that have kids in his class. Like one of my best friends, his son is in his class. They actually – we unknowingly bought the same backpacks. They've got the exact same backpack – uh, so he should like we. Eerie. It, Mary now is she's like we need to like, she's like, I'm showing him pictures of his teachers with Virginia and showing like how Virginia was happy with them. Trying to like, she's like I want to like bring friends over this weekend. Like we got to do something to get him more acclimated. And I'm like, I think it's just going to take time. Like you just it's one yeah. of those deals. Like you just eventually it's going to be tough for a while, and then one day he's just going to be okay. And then from that point forward, it was the same thing that happened with Virginia. He'll, he'll be fine. But for now, it sucks and it's it's tough. But. Uh, not as tough as it is, has been for some JCPS kids, which again, we're going to talk about uh, yesterday. <sighs> that, uh, the first, when, when did the ACC start running the JCPS? The first uh, <laughs> tweet that we got today about the show was uh, Trevor's going to solve the JCPS busing situation today. I was like, "Yep, he's going to tell us how it works." I offered my uh, my driving experience. Were you the consultant that they hired? No, I, I maybe I need to get Marty on the phone to give him a talk to. I mean, we need to figure something out here, buddy. Yeah, we do. I mean, if you clearly need some help, and I'm, I'm, my, 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 I'm offering my services 
for a very minimum charge. The only thing that, that made yesterday not having the show be like a saving grace was I was so mad at the Reds. Because they had the yeah. afternoon game. <laughs> I was because I as as doing a bass game, listening to him update and following it. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, "Well, at least it's, we're so done." Yeah, I was like, "At least, so at least done. the Mike's gonna it's get over. the afternoon off. Kids are in school. He can relax. He can watch the Reds and have a good and maybe have a good day." Maybe, I was so happy for a while. I mean, and they were they were up most of the game, right? It, it was four one in the eighth. I, yeah. you know, I've gotten to watch most of the game. The kids had napped for a while. You know, we had a, a nice little lunch. Everybody's settling in. John's happy to be back home. The vibes are good. I was like, you know, if the bats get over early enough, I'd love to go in and do like an hour. Maybe we just talk about the Reds for a little bit. I get to gloat, talk about how you know they've won a series again. They're still right there in playoff contention. The bats bar gets in until after five. So, I, well, I'm saying at the yeah, time, like when it was like three thirty, and my life was good. <laughs> when life was good, still at three thirty. <laughs> Before my life came crashing to a <laughs> disastrous halt because of Sam Mole. Uh, I mean. Is it mold or mole? Mole, M O L L. Yeah, it sounds like you're putting a D in there. No, mole. I thought maybe that was on purpose, or you're just making a judgment on his game. Moly piece of crap. Mole, yeah, that's all I was saying. That's, I wasn't the sure. one guy we get at the trade deadline sucks, so he comes in and promptly. The guy came from Oakland. What do you expect? <laughs> I didn't expect much. I, mean, I didn't expect us to be using him in games where we have three run leads and we need to win. But he comes in, inherits one runner, gives probably gives up a single. And a three-run home run to tie the game. We bring in Diaz in the ninth. He gives up a home run. Bam! We lose two or three of the fish who are playing awful baseball. And the Reds have now lost eight of nine. And, and the team we're just, cooked. We're, we're the, done. The team that just swept you got no hit by one of your former pitchers. I don't want to talk about Michael, Michael Lorenzen. The other weird thing is the Blue Jays' first two games with Cleveland. Cleveland won the first one, one nothing shutout. Last night, Toronto won one nothing shutout. I have a friend who threw up in Michael Lorenzen's car a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy about it because I did not like He was so bad with the Reds. We called him Bozo because his nickname's Lozo. We're, uh, we're was, genius. He wasn't that bad. He was terrible. <laughs> he was awful. We went back last night and we searched all of our texts about this guy over the last four years. Like, we, were, we hated this man. And he, as recently as a month and a half ago, I was like, I don't care if he's leading for the Cy Young race. I'd rather have Ian Jabot starring every single game than going to get Michael Lorenzen again. And he throws the first Phil's no hitter since 2010 when Roy Halladay blanked the Reds in the start, NLDS game so I one. I figured it had to be. Yeah, so good news is the most recent no hitter by a Philly is not against the Reds anymore. Bad news, it's by a pitcher that we used like our seventh guy the last two years, uh, who is now miraculously incredible. As we, it's just, at least they got me to August. That's all I can say. They got me to August. I guess technically they're still. In the thick of the race, they could miraculously turn things around. Maybe Jonathan India coming back will will make them better. Maybe when Fraley comes back, they'll get better. Yeah, Hunter Green back. Oh, Hunter Green's going to throw 9,000 innings, according to every Reds fan. We don't need other pitchers. Hunter Green's going to throw <laughs> 455 consecutive shutout innings. And then Lodolo's going to come back in September and somehow make 17 starts, so we're fine. Uh, and the starting pitching is not the problem anymore. Ashcraft is like a 1.30 ERA or something since June. He's been incredible, and we still can't win games. Weaver's pitched two good games in a row, and we can't win. The the bats are the issue. The offense has just gone stagnant. Ellie can't make contact with the ball. All these hot rookies are are not hitting anything. Votto can only hit home runs anymore. It's just uh, it's it's all very frustrating. You've got uh, well then little here. You got Alec Mills who's doing no hitter in 2020 for the Cubs. He can come up. Again, the pitching's been okay. Well, it's reversed now. The starting pitching's been fine, and the bullpen has sucked. Connor Phillips finally got rocked for the first time. Did he? Yeah. Was that the 14-4 game the other day? Yeah. That yeah. was 
it was crazy. The first inning, him and he went against uh, former Blue Jays prospect. Uh, they got went to Minnesota. The, I forget the Simeon Woods uh, something, but uh, yeah, they went head to head. They both went like one, two, three first innings, and then Simeon kept going one, two, three innings, and Phillips didn't. He just started getting yeah. It's, that's when he got rocked. Everybody has a bad day. Randy Wynn got thrown out of the game. Good. For beating a player. Good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about. Uh, this JCBS story we got to get to. It's 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 a big one. I didn't need more details about what happened yesterday because I was just getting glimpses online of like people complaining about their kids showing up at like eight o'clock and stuff. And that's I mean that's the gist of it. That's the big thing. Which is I'm, I want to be like, why don't you just go pick them up at that point? Well, they know where they were. They're on the buses. <laughs> they're just randomly flying and floating around town. You're laughing. Yes, that's kind of exactly that was the big problem yesterday. We'll take a break. We also have there's a list out there that includes Louisville that I'm not thrilled about. We'll discuss that. A couple right. more practice notes. Chris Barclay gets emotional today talking about his return to Louisville. I thought that was a cool moment. Uh, we'll talk some running backs. And we'll take texts from you guys as well at 502-414-1450. It's Mike Rutherford Show. Thursday edition here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Yellow As a kid, I thought this was about the, the Madonna, the musician. You thought it was about what? Madonna, the musician. Oh. And when I first when I was a kid, I heard a song I thought it was about Madonna. The, yeah. I think that's forgivable. <laughs> Borderlines Madonna. <laughs> Thursday edition of the Weather Show rolling on here on 1450-961, the big action reminder. Text into the show at 502-414-1450. Uh, we have to talk about what happened yesterday. In no. And look. Marty Polio is front of the program. Love Marty. Texas Love Marty for years. Sometimes yeah. we, you know we're a fan. Young Patrick Ryan dates his daughter. Yeah, he's part of the family. Marty, Marty's like he's like honorary Kelsey as well. I mean, he's known my uncle for twenty years or so. I've known him since he was I knew Marty before he was he was Marty. He was just like got that, Wagner the, ties. He once yeah. he once ambushed me on a Ramsey and Rutherford show to ask why I always use Doss High as my <laughs> go to when I would say like he couldn't play for Doss High. He's like I he's like I you know, I'm a Doss guy. I think mine was Atherton. I always went with Atherton on mine. The, uh, the other thing was when I would do colleges, this was in writing or on radio. I always I would always say Jackson State, which ended up becoming pretty good at football recently when yeah. Sanders was there. <laughs> But uh, Doss was my go-to. I, I apologize to the Dragons. I've made amends. I've tried to branch out and use different ones over the years. But Marty, look, yeah, now you pretty much stick to Wagner. Thanks for a lot. No, I, I, I'm good to Wagner. That's I, right. I we bet against him and make money. <laughs> Justifiably, though, he ambushed me in the show. But so yesterday yeah. was a it was a rough day for everybody Oof, associated yeah. with JCPS. Uh, you had I saw I, I knew it was bad when I started seeing people I know who were like these are my kids' first day of kindergarten, and the bus is 45 minutes late. School started. They've already missed the start of their first day of school, and the bus isn't even here yet. 
they're like I saw Crumb's Revenge. It was like his kids were sleeping on their driveway waiting for the bus to come. Uh, buses <laughs> all over the city were late. The, the new schedule that you know, look, they hired an outside consulting firm to create this new schedule where you've got a staggered start. Some schools are starting at like 9.15. Some schools are starting at 7.45. Schools are ending at different times. It's all very convoluted. This is all convoluted. Is that a fancy word for stupid? It's, it's, they were doing it because there's a busing shortage. There's a bus shortage, bus driver shortage. Which we discussed that on Monday. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how to make the schedule work. And this was their, their, this was their plan. And apparently a lot of bus drivers also just quit two weeks ago at the last second, which threw a gigantic wrench into these plans, as you would expect. You know, they needed you to step up and become a bus driver, which we have I offered my services. They just did, but I apparently have to get up in the morning as well in the afternoon. But, hey, I mean, your kids might get late to school too late, but I would have got them home on time. And life lessons abound. Yeah, yeah they've been smarter kids. So yesterday, the, the plan does not go well. You've got the bad no, start. doesn't seem that way. But then you really start hearing the stories pile up when it's it's time to get home. And because of this weird new schedule, you had a lot of situations where you've got kids that, even if things were working ideally, were going to have to wait around at school for 45 minutes to an hour after school was over for the bus to get there, and then it was going to be a long bus ride home. But then you start seeing the stories of people who are like, it's 6.15, my kid's still not here. Yeah, well, uh, having to wait... I'm, Hold on, let me oh, yeah. finish the story. Yeah. You can you can fix the whole problem yourself, which I'm excited to hear. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't know about a fix, but yeah. So on. we went to like we drove to Hobby Lobby, which is right near us, right there on Breckenridge Lane, to yeah. to get some supplies for uh, the kids. Have some like you create these like little comfort things, like shirts for for kids to bring to school and put on their little hangers and stuff. So we're we're okay. going to get supplies and stickers for that stuff they like, stuff that reminds them of of what makes them happy. Uh, and so we went to Hobby Lobby, and there's a bus stop there on the way, and there's like 35 parents. There's a bus stop on Silver Road? In the Breckenridge Lane. Okay, gotcha. There are like 35 parents there just like clearly waiting and looking very distraught. And we're like, oh, God, this is – because we'd seen some of the stories come out. We're like, this is not looking good. And then you start hearing more stories about, you know, kids getting dropped off in the wrong place. And, and young kids, kids that are our first, second, third grade, kids that don't have cell phones, kids that, you know, if they're not savvy – would go easily could easily go the wrong way and get completely lost. Uh, there was the story, and, and you assume that all these are true. Some of the, these are coming from people I know. Some of them I just saw going around social media. There's a story about a kid who you know, didn't speak much English who just got dropped off on Bardstown Road near his school, nowhere near his home. They, the mother's at the school trying to figure out what's going on. Everyone's calling these help phone lines. I think there's kid only, get off. There, there's, <laughs> what do you mean? I think kid get off the bus. And the bus driver like was like, get off. Okay. <laughs> he's and he's seven. It's, I mean, it's, I don't think it's really that, that's pretty self-explanatory. You've got this phone line that parents are supposed to call. There's only two people answering the phone. So the phones are, <laughs> are, are just completely jacked up. They've already said, like, we're going to fix that. We're going to hire more people to handle the phones. Uh, you, and then the, the final news stories start coming out that say the last kid that got dropped off got home at 9.58 p.m. Which is just that's insane, insane. by the way. Insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. So you had tons of kids that were getting home that were supposed to get home I mean, school's ending at 2.45. Not bad for the bus driver, too. He's got to be up in the morning, too. It's a, yeah, well, not, not anymore. <laughs> but, it, yeah, you've got kids that are supposed to be home by 4 o'clock, 3.30. They're getting home at 6, 7.30, 8. Tons of kids like that. And the last one getting home at around 10 o'clock. The bigger issue, I think, is the safety concern. You, you've got kids that were getting dropped off three blocks away from where they were supposed to be. Young kids. That if they just take a left instead of a right, 
could be completely lost, could, could you know, have no way to get home. And like I said, like, they don't have cell phones. They don't have a way to get in contact with their parents. Their parents can, can hope that they can find the general area of where they were. But it was just a, a, a bad scenario all the way around. And so this morning at like 5 o'clock, they announced they're canceling JCPS uh, school days for today and tomorrow. And they're also canceling, which I thought was kind of strange. They're, they're canceling the extracurricular activities, including team practices and well, sports and stuff. I think if you don't have school, you can't have sports. That's a, like a, a Kentucky rule. Yeah, but you mean you've been ha- like football teams have been practicing for a month. Well, pra- I mean practice, but you can't have an actual game. If you don't have school on Friday, you can't right. have well, a they, game. They canceled week. all the practices. Yeah. They canceled all the, the extracurricular activities. So they, like, you've got teams that have been practicing for a month, kids that have been finding ways to get to practice since July 15th, who, you know, some of them a week away from the start of their seasons, or I guess a week and a half away from the start yeah, of their seasons. Yeah, so they're the end of next Friday, yeah. Which, which, which just, I felt bad for them. That kind of sucks, and I'm sure the coaches are frustrated, but you know, they're trying to do what they can do. And I do know, I mean, like, like you know, Marty's, he also is in the midst throwing a wrench in all this stuff. Like, his daughter, who's, who's dating our intern Patrick, is moving into Western Kentucky. So he's saying goodbye to his daughter. He's trying to get that. And, and now he's got, he's got this to deal with. He's got a huge problem to figure out. Uh, they were at least contemplating, it seemed like, this morning, running it back. Because it's 5 o'clock before they canceled school. They were like, I guess let's just see if it goes better on day two. And then they, I think, wised up, and they were like, this is a, you know, this is a huge safety risk for us, a huge safety concern. We've got to figure some stuff out. I don't know how you figure this out, though. You've, you went outside of the, the, the county. You brought in somebody who's supposed to specialize in this sort of thing. It was a disaster the likes of which we have never seen around this area. JCPS has been trending all day on Twitter. It's become national news. Trevor, <laughs> you are the only person here who I think has the type of mind that could fix a problem like this. You need to go goodwill hunting on us and give us a solution. Well, first of all, don't you don't 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 cancel after one day when you sp- tell me you have to figure it out now when you've had months to figure it out. I mean, it's very that's uh, conference realignment. It's of very ACC of you. Yeah, I mean, it's just like oh well. Now we got to close up. No, I mean, I put them back in school today. I'm just, you know, hire a TARC driver. Uh, put, put, put them, give them, give them a Metro pass. That's what we did back to me so when I was a kid. Your first idea, not a great one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder, first of all, the the, skeptic, the, the the skeptical in me is wondering, like, how many of the social media, like you said, like, of all the ones I read, how much is not exaggerated for sympathy on social media and getting 15 seconds of fame on social media uh, from your, your peers? That being said, I left here last night around uh, the game. The broadcast ended up close to six. I had some work to do. I left here about around seven. And I went and stopped by a buddy's house. Um, I was out in J-Town. And this is about 7.30. And I got caught behind a bus letting kids off who probably couldn't be more than like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, uh, at, at the apartment complex. I'm like, it's 7:30. I was like, they should be like getting their baths or something, like getting ready for bed tonight. You know, they they're getting dropped off. So and then I went on like Facebook late at night and saw some people that are friends with me. They're like, my kids are getting dropped off at 5:45. Like, I mean, were they just did they leave school that late? I, I don't. I just I, I don't understand how. You, these kids are like riding around on a bus for four hours. I mean, how much gas does this bus have, first of all? I mean, you've got some kids that are spending a total of 14 hours either going to school, at school, or coming home from school. Like, I mean, I get, way I get more than half their day is being spent away from home, which is insane. I mean, I'm not saying you should be home like within like 20 minutes on a bus. I mean, I, the few, I didn't ride, I mean, when I rode the bus like for like six months at Wagner, 
I mean, I, I I would leave at like two forty. I didn't get home till you know like three thirty or so. Sure. I mean, because we did other stops and you know yada yada. There's your first drink of the day, and same for going to school. You know, I had to get up and be there like an hour earlier, and I want to be there because my bus picked me up, and, and it just happens. But I just don't, I just can't, I just don't understand like the concept. Do we do we have GPS on these buses? Like, is the bus are they just filling up the bus at school at like three o'clock and then like going to see a movie? I don't think and they're like leaving them. I think the issue is you've got too many kids on the buses and the schedule. You've multiple bus drivers that are picking up at multiple schools, and the, the, the well, they were, there's there's your far, there's your first problem. It took them far longer to get their routes done than they, they were anticipating. The staggered times between uh, the schools were not nearly wide. Enough. It's like ESPN planning college basketball. That's, yeah, I mean, if you're picking up a the uh, game starts at seven, it's not going to end at eight fifty-five. It's going to end at like nine fifteen. You're going to miss the first twelve minutes of your game. I think. We had the same issue going on with this yesterday. Yeah, I mean, if you're picking up a busload of kids at one school, I mean, 40 kids on a bus, does that sound about right? I don't know. 30 kids? You know you know me with math. But say you put, which is not good for my SATs maybe, but you put like 30, you know, 30 kids on this bus, I mean, yeah, it's going to take two hours to two and a half hours to drop them all off across the town unless they all live in like one neighborhood. I mean, it's, that's, yeah, you, that, the problem A, you don't, you don't need to be having a, Bus driver needs to stick to a school and not multiple schools. That's Otherwise, we need more drivers. Well, I mean, and then or we need to get some more like walkers and car riders or something. Well, I don't. I, don't, I mean, you can't <laughs> just make kids. Your parents have time to take their kids to school. Oh, we're dropping them off nowhere near their home anyway on the bus. Just let them walk home from school. I, mean, I, I do think one of the issues is that you can say is it's like a lot of the the worker problems that we have in the country right now. Maybe you need to start paying the bus drivers a little bit more money. Maybe you need to make this a job that people don't want to just say this isn't worth my time. Bus driver is a thankless job to begin with. Yeah, and you can find you know if it's going to be a job where you can find easier work from the same pay, then people are going to get you know people are going to take that easier route. Make it a, something that people are like, hey, I, this kind of sucks, but I need to do it because it pays so much. Like we, we we need more money in schools. I think that that's an established thing. Well, so you know that comes from the parents, right? What do you mean? Well, I mean, that's it's taxing and everything. The state. Yeah, but yeah, they don't want that. We want to pay more taxes, do we? Well, we or you divert money from other programs that are, are maybe money going to certain people, positions of power, that you'd say, hey, maybe that would be better served going back into the schools. But oh, that's, that a, that's a Frankfurt issue. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. Better hand, wishing in one hand and pooping the other six pills up first. Well, so then it's just <laughs> never going to get fixed then. That's your plan. Well, it can be fixed. Just you got to find somebody... It's either it, your your options are lower your standards on who you're willing to pay to drive the bus, or give more money to the people that you'd, you'd be more comfortable driving the bus. Gotta get more money. Need more money. Well, it's one of the two. Yeah. I mean, you could probably get people to drive the buses for what you're paying, but are you going to be satisfied with the? Uh, I mean, and wasn't that the issue to begin with, which led to this? Was that people were background checks on bus drivers? No, I think just a lot of bus drivers quit. Is that what it was? Yeah. Because they just weren't getting paid enough money? Yes. They thought it was a thankless job, didn't pay enough, wasn't worth their trouble. And so, bing, bang, boom, we don't have enough bus drivers. I mean, I told you I'd drive at night. I'll take the afternoon shift. I mean, clearly beggars can't be choosers here, right? You're not wrong. <laughs> okay, see, I mean. Let's take a few texts here on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll talk uh, a little football at 4 o'clock. A, a list that Louisville's on, we'll discuss it. Chris Barclay talking to the media today. Discuss that. Conference realignment madness is going on. Notre Dame is trying to act like they have some sway here. They shouldn't. Uh, the Stanford Cal updates. We'll get to all that stuff. But I first, say we just give all these kids Metro passes. Okay. 
I mean, that way we, we don't have to pay more. We don't have to pay any more money to the drivers. We'll just stick them on the tarp. Let, let the tarp people deal with that. And just, it's you last know. time you rode a tarp. It's oh. not the way it used to be. I mean, he can't hasn't changed that much since the 90s, has it? There's not very many tarps out there. Is there not many tarps? There really not many. <laughs> He's, I mean, I, I rode tarp back in the 90s. A lot of people did. Yeah. Not I never I didn't have a Metro car, but. Texture says, I think we should stop. Trying to talk about stuff children related with Trevor. He obviously has no idea what he's talking about. Why did the seven-year-old get off the bus when he was told to? WTF, man. Yeah, he's seven. Why? I, I don't live here, young sir. Well, he, first of all, he didn't speak English. That was the, the issue. Well, then clearly he's not. What's, something's going wrong in school. Well, there's a lot of... Yeah, we just need to keep to- child topics away from you. Texter says, text changed this morning. made me chuckle. Uh, chuckle. I'm still seeing buses out. They must have the drivers out running laps like it's basketball practice. Polio told them to get on the line and drive until you're out of gas. <laughs> Good times. That's what I'm curious. Like, did they have to stop and get gas at some point with kids on the bus? I don't know. I do know that. Because it seems like a lot of driving for, for, for the amount of bus, I guess, I think most buses hold. Multiple school buses went down our street. And, you know, we're a side street. It's not a busy street. And no, you're were, not at all. They were flying. There was like there were two buses that went down back to back, and they were going like sixty miles an hour down. I was like, Gee, like I know you guys are running behind here, but let's not. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was really really bad. And these people, so you want me to give this guy more money? They know how to begin with. It sounds like Texas. That's why you don't hire Chuck Smurt to put together your bus routes. <laughs> two billion dollars to make that happen. We're still paying him. Is that what this company does? This busing company supposedly? I don't know. Oh, oh you talking about Chuck Smurt? My bad. Yeah. Texture says, JCBS needs to hire Amazon to help drop the kids off. I mean, <laughs> Bezos can figure out anything, I mean, can we still them on the Amazon truck? You can get probably good 15, 20 kids on that truck, right? Yeah. Texas, my daughter starts at 940. Her school starts at 940, and she gets out at 420. Hey, giggity. That's crazy. True story, a bus left my daughter's school in Linden at 7.05 p.m. That's up the up the school? Yes. So they were at school till seven oh five? Yes. Out of curiosity, why didn't you just go pick up the kid by that point? I'm sure they didn't know what was going on. I don't think it was communicated. Like parents don't know didn't know what was happening. They kept trying to call these lines and there was only two people working there. Yeah, I know the line you're talking about too. Yeah, that's that's things that thing's been useless since I was in school. Texas says, My son goes to J Town Elementary. We got an email. Our son's bus could be up to two hours late. So my mom went and picked him up as a car rider. There you go. There you go. Good thing because the bus didn't end up leaving J Town Elementary until 6.55. That would have put him on track to be at his bus stop at 8.07 p.m. There were still teachers and staff with the kids at J Town Elementary waiting on buses at waiting on three buses at 8.40 p.m. Good lord. That's I mean, can, at some point, like, shouldn't we have just like diverted all like the, like the buses away from like the older your high school ages and just focused more on your middle school and your elementary school? Yeah. I mean, no offense to the the kid, the good kids in the high school system, but I think they can find their way home. Texture says maybe the bus drivers would be paid more if the superintendent didn't get a huge raise. He did get a big raise. I mean, he probably deserves it dealing with this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Texture says, the social media stories of law students I take with a grain of salt, people are clout chasing. Maybe, but, like, we're also getting some right here that have no reason to lie about it. Yeah, no, I don't think there's, yeah, I mean, I agree there are probably some that may be a little over-exaggerating online, but there's always truth in everything. Texas rumor is a lot of drivers called in this morning after the outrage, like a ton. I'm sure a lot of drivers probably called in after just working a 12-hour day they weren't expecting. Yeah, and getting probably just ripped on, ripped for, for 
trying, I guess they're trying their best, maybe? I mean, are we mad at the drivers? I, I don't In some I cases, so. I think the guy going 60 down your street, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's yeah, that's that's a given. I think it's like this is like the U of L basketball season conversation, where there's probably a lot of blame to go around for a lot of different people. Some of these kids probably deserve some blame. Blame the kids. Kenny Payne's doing. We'll, we'll take the Kenny Payne route. Is it Kenny Payne's fault? If these kids had just figured out, if we had better kids, <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have had so many issues out there. We need some high character bus riders. I mean, I, I, I'm also serious. Like, how many buses do we use for like the high school level? I don't. Because at that point, can't we just take all those buses and just give them to the middle school and elementary kids? To drive themselves? Well, high school kids, we can literally just tell them, here's here's a TARP pass. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're 16 years old, you're 15 years old, I think you can make it home okay. Texas says, can a student go to any school within JCPS? It seems like JCPS needs to look into limiting how many schools or buses are used for this. I heard JCPS buses travel 75,000 miles per day. That's insane. Each one? That's a record. (laughs) (laughs) 75,000 miles? TK, you likely have to pass a urine test to drive home a school bus. Drive a school bus? Good luck, buddy. Hey, well, they're going to set the bar that high, no pun intended, then you know what? I mean, I have a good driving record, so y'all can take that urine test and, and shove it. Texas outside consulting firm strikes again. First, it's you should hire Kenny Payne, now this. I don't. Th- First of all, I don't think that the R consulting firm said that. I think it was actually <laughs> the opposite. But different story for a different day. The I've, I've always said for a while, and like I know people. I, there, I think there are two different types of consultants out there. I know I have friends that are actual consultants that like went to insanely good schools and they could pay like uh, Kelly Dickey, genius, right? Yeah, math wizard. He's a consultant. He makes I think. Very, very good money, and he deserves it. He consults me on stats for UL. And then there are people who are like, I think you're just unemployed. I, you, you refer to yourself <laughs> as a consultant. I don't think anybody's using you as a consultant. I, I think you're just, you just, you, you give advice, but you're not getting paid for it. Like giving handing out advice on Facebook does not make you a consultant. I think there are two <laughs> very different types of consultants. I think we may have hired the wrong one here to, to solve this problem. You don't think very highly of consultants, though. In certain situations, no. I mean, I, and, right, and and but in your, in your in defense of you in your history and life, you've not been impressed with consultants. I think when you're hiring consultants for, I mean, a job that you're supposed to do. If, yeah, if you're hiring <laughs> consultants for something that like anybody can, it's easily researchable. I, I think then it's a waste of money, and those people are charging millions of dollars. I mean, it's a waste of money if you said if, of if you came to me and said, Trevor, I want you to hire a new basketball coach. I'm like, okay, I'll hire a consulting. No, that's my job. I'm, I'm just—it's like I'm outsourcing the job you gave to me to someone else. Right. Like I think, and look, you're not hiring the consultant to necessarily hire the coach. You're hiring them to be like kind of a middleman. Yeah. I need to know the agents of the coaches. I need to get in contact with this person. Like, you know, do the legwork. Is he is he involved? Like with with another school? Would he potentially? How receptive would he be to to us? Would he come here? Like, there's a lot of that. I hate dealing with the middleman. But it's, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, look, we all kind of knew Kenny Payne was probably going to be hired. <laughs> we didn't need to spend a million dollars. Somehow this all came there. back to Kenny. Yeah, it, always, it always does. Somehow it's always It continue. always does. <laughs> Texas kids were also having accidents because they were on the bus so long. People don't want to drive school buses anymore because of the unruly kids and parents. I mean. Blame it on the kids. 
<laughs> well, the parents, like the unruly parents. I mean, we got. I mean, understandable, but yeah, parents are pretty ticked off today. I mean, if you're a bus driver and you worked 12 hours yesterday, and I can see why you wouldn't want to come in and deal with it again. Texas says, "True, uh, I don't think JCPS gets this fixed by Monday. It's gonna. I mean, oh it's, God, no. It's gonna be tough to get it fixed without having, you know, a real true dry run, right? Because you know, that was the the early word yesterday was there are clearly some issues here." There are issues every year. Eventually, it gets the the, the kinks get worked out, and you know stuff. You know, we, we learn from the mistakes, and it'll be smooth sailing in a week or two. But then you realize that the 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 issues were more egregious than a normal year, and that this was going to be something that couldn't just get solved overnight. But yeah, I don't know if you had all summer to prepare for this, and that was the plan you came up with, and it was that. Like, how do you now come up with a new plan in four days that's going to work flawlessly? On God, I hope that wasn't. There's no way last yesterday was the plan they'd come up with. It sure seems like it. No, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt that yesterday was just a disaster of the plan that was originally pointed out. There's no way that was the issue going, okay, well, if we just everything works right, we'll get this kid home at 930. No, 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 that's, no, like that was clearly not the plan. <laughs> okay. I, um, the, the plan went poorly. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I hope you're understanding that. I'm, I'm again, yesterday was the plan. I think it did went poorly. Yeah. I hope yesterday's plan, yesterday wasn't the plan. It just was a disaster of what was supposed to be a plan. Are you I mean, trying to comprehend something in your head? I mean, you get that, like, nobody is trying to argue that they expected kids to be home by 9.30. No. I hope not. Th- there's no I hope not. <laughs> that's, that's the whole reason why this is a story. If parents and, and teachers and administrators knew that this was going to happen, then they'd be like, no, we told you he's going to be home at 9.30. This was a shock to everybody. So, that, yeah, the, the plan did not work. There's no way around it. What was the initial plan, then? What we just, it's what we talked about the, at the just, very beginning of the conversation. The staggered start times, the schools, the staggered bus schedules. They've been working on this for a long time. They've been talking. I mean, this was news back in the spring, and it failed miserably. There's no way around it. And now they've got to come up with some new way to make this work by Monday. And I don't know what you do in that situation. I wonder what the latest return return on the staggered plan was supposed to be then. I not nine fifty eight. Well, I would I'm guessing probably no later than like five. I would assume maybe not 9.58, but I don't know. Maybe it was 8.30. If, no, if it was 8.30, then this wouldn't be a national story. Uh, we've, this, this has generated more of a response than I was expecting. Uh, I guess I should. Anything involving kids is going to generate a huge response. And of course. People have a lot of thoughts to get out there. We'll, we'll get to as many as we can. We'll try to shift the conversation back to sports stuff coming up in hour number two. You know what today is, don't you? Uh, Thursday, August 10th. But you know what it is? It's double deuce till football season. 22, 22 days. days. 22 weeks, three weeks from tomorrow. A little double deuce, baby. Playing a little golf, watching a little football, enjoying ourselves. It's all happening. Very excited about it. Uh, we'll get there. We'll talk more football after the break, and we'll take texts from you guys. I know you guys have thoughts. We'll get to as many as we can. 502-414-1450. I'm a genius, people. I know. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, The Big X.
Is that a theme today? You haven't figured it out yet? I. What was the first two songs? Yellow Submarine and Lady Madonna. All Beatles. Beatles? Yeah, it's not really that hard. It's like it's just Beatles songs that involve. Like I think, yeah, I guess it's my own fault for making you have to like think too hard into stuff. Because usually when it's so, so when I think it's so obvious, it's something you're like, this was the soundtrack of the original video game for Tetris back in night. I'm like, I, that's only one song. <laughs> you get my point. It's something very that I could have never actually guessed. But yeah, no, just just a Beatles day. By the way, at Hobby Lobby yesterday, they have like. They have like a section of kind of throwback toys. They the, did you ever have the Snoopy snow cone machine? Oh yeah. Well, I never had it, but I oh, wanted I it. it. I had it. I didn't have it. I wanted it. I, that that was that might have been right there on that list of like other toys that we've talked about in our childhood that like you kind of you you always you wanted but you didn't get that that was in that was in the list. I had it. We used it once. It was the least efficient thing I've ever used oh, I in imagine, my life. Yeah. It was terrible. Like it, it barely worked. And I refused to get rid of it my entire life because I'd wanted it so badly before then. I can still remember, and I, I sent my mom a picture of the, because it, it's there for like eight bucks. And so I sent my mom a picture of it yesterday. And she was like, I can still remember where it sat in your closet. I'm like, I can't too, because it sat there for like 20 years. It sat there like, it was the very top. I had like a and, you only, and you only used it once. I only used it once, but I refused to get rid of it because I'd wanted it so badly. And I, in my, you know, it's like when you're a kid, in your mind, I guess like I still kind of do this now. Like, I, there's a time where I'm going to use this, right? Like I, I'm going to make one day when I get my stuff together, I'm going to be making snow cones at the wazoo. Just, I have just a storage cherry unit juice everywhere. Just label that fruit <laughs> punch snow cones. I'm snow cone a day for like 75 straight days. Once I get this homework done, you're, you're going to get a, there. You're going to put up a stand out in front of the house and sell them. I'm going to be a snow cone entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> this stupid thing is going to take me all the way to the top. This is going to pay for my college. There's always money in the snow cone stand. There's always <laughs> money behind the fruit punch juice in the snow cone stand. And I just never used it again. But I can I, I can still visualize exactly where it was. I had this top desk, top like sh- sort of shelf. There was toys kind of like that from my childhood that I just was not going to get rid of. The other one that was right next to it was the original uh, starter figurine to the Dream Team, which I never took out of the box. I, I, just, I, I have that still. I think my parents still have that somewhere. Now there's only, now you know there's only ten members on the, in that in that set. Though. Right, we've talked about this. I think. Yeah, it's so a Leitner and I think Pippin. Leitner was the late edition. Yeah, and then I, it maybe I think Pippin was in. No, there. it was Pippin was in there. Yeah, who is the one that's left out? I don't know. Is it Drexler? I think. But it's one of those like, yeah. I, like cause I, every now and then I'll remember that I have this, and I'm like, God, that's got to be worth like a billion dollars. And then you'll go look at it, and it's like it's worth like seventy five dollars on eBay. It's a hundred bucks, yeah. And in the condition my box is in, it's probably worth less than that. Well, mine's yeah. pristine, but still only like no. yeah, hundred bucks. Mine's still in the box; it's just the box is beat up. Yeah. Let's talk about. Uh, I saw actually have the entire ninety three starting line of basketball set unopened. Nice. The one that have the coins in there and the back and the poster with it. Like you actually have to pay to give that one away. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, I think I don't know. Yeah, the only ones that really starting lines that have money value are like the the ones from like eighty eight. Um, the Jordan in a box is kind of valued. I have it. I have it open though. And at last I looked, I mean, this could have changed. But when I was a kid, I remember the most valuable one was Mark Eaton because it was just <laughs> it was because it was just like one that was just hard to find. Like you know, when you look up in the uh, I'd have the Beckett book. You know, you uh, the, you look up yeah. the, the scores and like they had starting lineups in the uh, not those, but the, I forget the thicker one was called. Um, that had the toys in there too, and like the the other nineteen eighty eight like Mark Eaton, I guess because it was just rare. It's obviously more often not, not why they're mo- most valuable. It was like four hundred bucks. It was like the most expensive like starting lineup out there. 
I was baffled. I was like, I want a Mark Eaton starting lineup. <laughs> Let's get to the latest on conference realignment. There was some movement yesterday, oh, slash yeah. this morning. One cluster bleeped another. On, on what the ACC is <laughs> going to do. The initial report that was, it, it was like about this time yesterday, I want to say, maybe a little bit later. It was kind of early evening. Pat Forty was saying there's movement amongst the, the powers that be in the ACC towards adding Cal and Stanford. They needed, you need a 75% vote threshold which is 12 out of the 15, including Notre Dame member institutions, have to a- approve any sort of expansion. So you, you got to get 12 out of the 15. And at the time, the talk was, this. it sounds like it might happen. And then you've got a big report from Brett McMurphy saying Notre Dame is leading this charge. They want Stanford. They want Cal. There's talk of SMU potentially joining for – you know, zero fee. They've got big money boosters down there in Dallas. Yeah, it's, They're going to pay $200 million for five years. They don't need any portion of the AC's revenue. They're willing to do that. They just feel like they've got to get to a power conference and they've got to get there now. And my question was, you can't let Notre Dame call the shots. Like, I, I used the gift from, from Mean Girls. Which like, was hilarious. She doesn't even go that, here. Yeah. Like, they're not even part. They don't play football in the conference. No, no. You can't let them dictate this. And very soon after that news comes out, I wonder if it just pissed off the, the big football powers in the conference, seeing Notre Dame try to swing its you-know-what around when they don't actually play football in the ACC. Because then it came out very quickly, like Florida State and Clemson, they're not letting this happen. They're saying no. No Cal, no Stanford. We're putting our foot down. They're going to cost us revenue. We're going to get less of a share. They, they're not good at football. They add nothing of value to the conference. We don't care about them smart schools. Get them out of here. You also had yesterday, and I thought this was – Common knowledge. I thought this was already, I think, I, I'm sure it's been reported. I don't think this was like a big secret that I had only heard behind closed doors or anything. But you had the former UNC chancellor going on a radio show. Or maybe it was the AC Network, which, by the way, I'm going to be on tomorrow. 6.30. AC's Network. Just in the morning? 6.30 at night. I'm going right home from here doing a little AC's Network hit. Who are you interviewing with? Uh, Mark Packer and somebody. I'll give you $5 if you name drop me. I will not. I'll give you $20. I will not. 100 I, I might say Trevor. I know. Find talking a way. about somebody else. Is that fine? I get. I'll give you 150 bucks if you find a way to say the word nipple. No, <laughs> not happening. But he was on. I think with those guys. And you no, suck. It, I think like it was Joe. Uh, it was the the Ovius and Joe Gilio. Uh, they, they used to have a radio show. Now they do a podcast. And he had said when Maryland left for the Big Ten, everybody at first seemed to be on board with the idea of adding UConn. Like UConn seemed to fit more of the academic profile. They had the basketball. They were, you know, they was just it seemed like a no-brainer. And then it was Florida State and Clemson that came to the forefront and said, we want Louisville. And like, Well, we were better than UConn. Again, like I thought that that had been had been known. I thought I don't think my memory of the situation was it wasn't just Florida State and Clemson. Obviously they have more sway than other schools, but it was Florida State, Clemson. I, I feel like Syracuse was was heavily involved. Because I think Pitt, to a lesser extent, our former Big East brethren, and basically all the non-nerd schools were like, let's get Louisville in there. Whereas like the the Tobacco Road elites, the the UNCs, the 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 Dukes, the Wake Forest, all those schools were like, we need to, somebody who fits our academic profile a little bit better. Which I mean, let's not act like UConn is Columbia or it's not like North Carolina Yale. has any academics. I mean, but <laughs> not when it comes to that. No. But oh, I no, anybody. Remember, that's the thing. I thought that was common knowledge. But to, to act like this is the first time that Clemson and Florida State have thrown their sway around is, is ridiculous. They want this to be the best football conference possible. They want as much revenue as possible. 
And it sounds like now... Well, if that's the case, why would they want them? Are they blocking SMU as well, or are they just blocking only... Well, the SMU stuff is kind of... The Stanford and Cal thing has been more legitimate. It sounds like the, the schools have been discussing that. It sounds like SMU is just trying to get themselves... They're, they're trying to put stuff out there that can get there there. Okay. But all the reports that come out this morning are like, ACC now is saying, we were just kind of joking. We, we were never that serious about Stanford and Cal. We knew it was a long shot. It was just talks. Which just goes to show how much FSU and Clemson, they're trying to appease them right now. But it sounds like, it keeps going back to what I've been saying this entire time, I don't think the ACC is going to make a move here. I don't think we're going to expand. I don't think anybody's going to be able to leave in the next couple of years. I think that while the world burns and rises around us and everything changes over the next couple of years, I think the ACC is going to remain as is. 14 primary teams, Notre Dame for every sport besides football, and it's just... It's going to be business as usual. This new scheduling model that goes into effect this season will continue for the next couple of years. Basketball is going to remain untouched. Every other sport will remain untouched. And there's going to be rumors and, and speculation, and, and I'm sure FSU and Clemson will keep trying to find a way out of this grant of rights. But I don't think anything's changing anytime soon. I don't think they're going to add anybody. I don't think that anybody's going to leave in the next couple of years. It doesn't seem that way, does it? It, it doesn't. The more like we, well, because honestly, stories, if you're if you're not if you're not going to let, I mean, and it's not like, like they're like. Put the cop button there. I know, I forgot. <laughs> Good lord, you okay, man? Um, I mean, and I know Stanford and Cal is not you know the the highest ranking of, of football prestige that you can, but it's kind of the best of what's left, right? And if you're not going to let, if you're going to like put your foot down and say no, we don't want them, then who are you going to accept? If you're if, if through the, yeah, as I'm saying at this point, like if you're and, I, and I, when I say them, I mean obviously you're talking about Florida State and Clemson. Like, if you're willing to be like, no, we're not. That's not good enough for. Yeah, there's there's nothing left. I mean, that's. And that was the case. You probably should have spent less time trying to get out and get helping people get in year year and a half ago than, because this is this is what's left. I mean, this is it. I mean, if you want, I mean, Stanford and Cal are they? I mean, they're not horrible at football. I know they don't bring a lot of revenue, but in terms of like in terms of competition, I mean, it's the best that's out there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, they're. There's worse out there. There, there has been better, but it's not. You know, it is what it, I mean. They're average. They're they're teams that are going to get you some bowl some bowl representation probably on a decent more often than not. You would think. So I mean, it's but yeah. That, but if and then if you turn them down though, then well yeah. What are you looking at? Nothing. SMU maybe. I mean, SMU's can, a step down. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Connecticut a step. I mean, if we're talking football, obviously only a huge step down. I mean, the, the gap between what's left between after Stanford and Oregon, I mean, Stanford and Cal, I mean, really, I mean, if that's the case, and you might as well look at Washington State and Arizona State, they're still ahead of, you know, SMU and UConn. I mean, that's, well, what's left the Pac-12. If you go outside the Pac-12, no, it's nothing. Your, I mean, your point's good. Is yeah. that, that there's nothing else out there besides them, which, which is why I keep saying, with it looking more and more like this is not going to happen, I don't think we're adding anybody. No, it doesn't seem that way, does it? If you turn down Stanford and Cal, you're not going to be like, okay, Memphis and SMU, you're next up. Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, it would be silly. And the only way if, you take, if, you, if you're going to change your mind for SMU is it because of the money situation, though. But that's the only ones. No one else is going to – I mean, even, who else is, would even, even consider doing that other than maybe SMU who's just – But even if SMU is – SMU's even always thought they could buy their way and everything. Even if you're not losing anything financially with SMU because they're taking no piece of the pie for five years, they're not adding anything either. You're not getting more. Because of, of, of SMU joining the conference, well, you're getting you're getting Rutgers in a smaller version. You're not getting close to Rutgers. Well, I'm just saying you're just you're you're bringing them in only for their TV revenue only. 
which Rock and doesn't Bambi. matter because you so you're locked into a terrible TV deal for the next thirteen <laughs> well, years. I mean, it's, I'm just I'm just telling you that's what SME brings to the table only is Dallas market. That's their their biggest attribute. And do they really like? I mean, you know, it, I think they have a decent. I mean. I mean, they're always going to be second tier to you know the Cowboys in the home Nobody, city. Okay, SMU is not charted on any sort of TV ratings. They're, they're like Rutgers when people were talking about. That's what I just said. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm saying like that was the and like everyone. Rutgers has been a financial disaster since yeah. joining the Big Ten. Well, I mean, so SMU joining the AC, it's safe to assume I mean, with even less of a national profile when it comes right. to actual sports, would be a terrible value add. They they bring nothing to the table. They are Rutgers except Rutgers at least had New York that is it's a bigger market than Dallas. I, I, but again, they, they're. <laughs> Not actually bringing that market with them. <laughs> Neither they, did Rutgers. They, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. They play in those cities, but they're like that is a uh, you know you're not getting anything actually out of it. So no. I think you know you don't take SMU, you don't take Memphis if you don't have to. You don't. I, I think you just stand pat. And, and I know that seeming what stagnant you, is not what anybody wants to do right now with all the moving and shaking going around. But sometimes it might be the best route. What you hope to do is that the the market that you're buying into, i.e., Dallas or Rutgers being New York. Is it not that people are going to tune in more to watch Rutgers and SMU, but tune in to watch their conference, the, the rest of your conference, because they're in your conference? That's what they're hoping for. And in Rutgers' case, it did not work. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, just, I mean, people in New York were going to watch the Big Ten because they were going to watch Big Ten, whether Rutgers is in that conference or not. And the same thing is going to go for Dallas. And, yeah, I mean, and, Dallas isn't tuning into. Yeah, NC State versus Wake. Forest but that's the. But if you're bringing SMU, that's the, the only mindset I can see you having is going. Listen, I know that no one's going. You know, going to tune in to watch this. Maybe they're going to watch, you know, Clemson. They're not Clemson, but they're going to watch NC State and Wake Forest. We got. I might get more viewers for that in the Dallas area now because we're in their conference. That's the only concept I can think of the positive of why they would do it. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I just don't. I agree. I'm not saying it would work. I'm just telling you what the reasoning would be. Um, not all plans work. JCBS can prove that. Yeah. ACC in general can prove that. <laughs> uh, there was a list. And that's really all that's happening right now on, on the, the the realignment stuff. It sounds like the it's ACC is just not going to do anything. No, not for now. Uh, do we add a team or lose a team first? Lose a team. I think that you'll see. So we will lose a team before we ever add another team. Eventually, especially if you know, Clemson and Florida State are both starting the season in the top ten, Clemson can feel itself, and I. I cl- one of the, my first bold claims on the Mike Rutherford show was the Clemson era of competing for national titles was over. You did it's say done. that. No, it's it's only one year removed, but yeah. Two years. Two years. I you said it on the very first up, show? It was one of the first. I said it before, uh, the very beginning of the 2022 season. I was like, they'll be good. You know, They're, they're going to win the ACC. They're going to win 10 games here and there. They're going to win maybe 11 games in there, a lot of 9-3 and three seasons. They're never going to be what they've been in this little five- to six-year window before it. I feel like you said it. Like, the first time I remember you saying it was either after Dabo said something or he said it on that kid's lap. I can't remember which one. I've said it a lot. <laughs> but I think the original claim was it was either before or during the two seasons ago. Yeah. I can, I can tell you that. You have been saying it a while. I know. I agree with you on that. And I remember. I heard it. I, I think they feel themselves slipping outside of that race. They're not keeping up with the Bamas and the Georgias and the, you know, the whoever's of the world anymore, the Ohio State's. If Florida State this season disappoints, which you think they're going to massively, I do. Let's say both those teams they end up going like nine and three this year, and they're never really in the national title. It's it's clear that they are a significant step below the tier where they want to yeah, be. You three losses in ACC, you're not in the title hunt. Well, three losses total. You know, Florida State plays LSU this year, you know, non-conference schedule, all that stuff. If you if you don't have a top ten season, 
they're going to start getting more mad. And they're not going to, nobody wants to look inward. They're going to say, we can't keep up with A, B, C, and D because they're in the Big Ten or they're in the SEC. They've got, you know, they're getting recruits because they're telling them we're on stable footing. We're going to be able to compete for a national title in three or four years. If you go to Florida State or you go to Clemson, it ain't happening because they're not in one of the two leagues that matters. And they're going to get more and more desperate. I think in a couple of years, they'll find a way, whether it's through, I mean, there's, there's all this talk about private funding for Florida State to try to get this $120 million. Uh, Clemson, if, if Florida State can find a way, Clemson will follow suit. There's no doubt about that. I think eventually, again, especially if these two teams underachieve this year and next year, you'll see them get so desperate and so unwilling to look at themselves and say maybe we're the problem that they will find a way to buy out of the conference. And then at that point, it's, it's anybody's guess what the ACC chooses to do. But it's a long-winded way of answering your question. Say, I think teams leave before the ACC expands. And then, by then it's too late. I mean, it, it already feels like it's too late. If you wanted to no, expand, you go after Oregon, Washington, or you go after some of these other schools that have already been gobbled up. Like, there's, like you said, there's nobody else out there that really moves the needle. I mean, the only thing you can do is just grab what's left out of the Pac-12, right? Yeah, one of those, the, the Pac-4. Pac-4, yeah. I mean, because they, they do trump anybody that's left out in the small markets, right? The group of five. I mean, the group of five, the group of five is what we're going to call it, I mean, yeah. San Diego State would help you in basketball for sure, but – and San Diego and, and State's not horrible football, degree. yeah. I mean, they'd be an attractive option. But I mean, really, uh, they're kind of. But are they? Really, they're like, in terms of like what they bring in terms of production and winning. I know they went to the final four last year. I get that, but like they're no different than Stanford, UConn level, and at least those bring probably more recognition. Stanford and Cal. Stanford and Cal, yeah. Well, basketball, I disagree. I think San Diego State's been way better. Cal well, winning only three games last year is hard to argue, but. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, SDSU's been good at basketball for a while now. They've, They've been good for, yeah, since Fisher got there. They've been better than those programs, I think, for, for a long time ago. They may be better, but I mean, I don't know. But just... if it's football, then it's 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 the same thing. Like, they're right there. They're, they're right there in terms below of. below Stanford. The brand is less. That's, that's, not, and that's what I'm saying, yeah. They give you a big market, I, you know, again, ideally, with San Diego. But it's not. It's not a huge, gigantic boost for the conference when it comes to football, but if no. you're, you know, it's better than what else is out there. I think. Yeah, because I mean, even like I said, the, the name brand. I mean, people are going to know Arizona State, you know, Washington State, like especially the guy with the flag on on game day, and then you know, Stanford and Cal have names. I mean, is Stanford's football team better than San Diego State's in the last probably five years? Maybe not. They had a couple good years, right? San Diego State, bad, no Stanford. They've been bad the last. They've been few that's years. why I said five years because yeah, this last they had a nice run there. They played in the Rose Bowl once. They, 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 yeah, they've been they had a nice little run there for a and while. And Cal's had good teams here and there. I mean, they they put, they're having to deal with the disaster of their whole coaching situation from the last few years that they're dealing with. But I mean, it's but but still, I mean, but when you you know again, it's it's all about name recognition as well. And, and San Diego State may have a better football team. I'm saying they do, but. Or their team power five A may have a better football team the last three years, but they're not going to bring the same kind of like you said like the same prestige and name that Stanford and Cal do bring. I'm with you. That's the thing. And so that's you know kind of lesser of two evils really. And you got to so yeah, they just might as well pick what's left in the Big Twelve, Big Eight, or I mean uh, Pac twelve. Are you ready for the the most Texas story that you're going to hear today? This is not athletics related. Does this involve liquor and guns? No, but it should. <laughs> okay. That's not a stereotype. I've ever heard one, right? <laughs> a Silsby, Texas woman. A what? Oh, says, Silsby. Okay. City says yeah. she's now keeping a vigilant eye on the sky after being brutally attacked by both a snake and a hawk. Okay. This is a, this is nightmare fuel. If you don't want to be up at night, if you don't if you don't want to mow your lawn, 
without living in fear for the rest of your life. <laughs> Maybe turn the radio off for like a minute. Wait, wait so. Hold on. Okay, because yeah, I'm a little confused here. We're going to get there. Okay, thank you. Peggy Jones was mowing the grass on her property late July. <laughs> First of all, that right there is enough. <laughs> when a snake fell from the sky, while the snake was gripping her arm, a hawk swooped down and viciously began attacking her. It was very scary, very traumatic, said Jones. I think I just went into survival mode. Apparently the hawk was flying, holding the snake, accidentally let go of it. Snake landed on Peggy, started attacking her. The hawk was like, let's get into the fun, and went after her as well. Jones said the snake wrapped itself around her as she desperately slung her arm. As this is going on, there is a hawk coming down, trying to get him. The snake is striking me in the eye, striking my face, she said. The snake coiled around her her arm tightly, leaving her very bruised. And this became a full-on battle with Jones, the snake and the hawk, trying to retrieve its lunch. About the fourth time, the hawk got the snake and carried it away. I looked down, and I was covered in blood, and I was heading up to the house, Jones said. Jones' husband rushed her to the emergency room, and doctors confirmed that the snake didn't bite her. They They did find punctures on her arm and severe bruising. Even though some time has passed, Jones still has open wounds. No pun intended, I'm assuming, by this local news writer. While she is still recovering, Jones says she's extremely thankful for the community support she's received since sharing her story. Um, is this a, am I am I the a hole story? Which one's the, is it the hawk? Or the, the hawk's snake? the biggest a hole. Oh, I don't know that snake man. He didn't have to like he could just died. He could just let, let go and slither it away. He should have more worried about getting away than yeah, attacking and woman. attacking the woman. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think there might be more on the snake. Can you imagine being that snake though? <laughs> imagine just being walking. You're being carried through the. You, you are a land. <laughs> You don't leave the land. You can't jump. Your entire life is based on you your whole jump. body, besides like one fourth of it being stuck to the ground. All of a sudden, you're flying. You're you don't know where you're going. You're probably sure it's not good. And then you're free falling. What does that even feel like for a snake? And you land on a woman. You don't know what to do. Did, did she land on the arm? I'm trying to picture this. Like the head. It sounds like she landed on the snake. Landed on her her like arm, and then wrapped itself around her arm. As they quote, and then the hawk kept trying to go down and get the snake, and then was simultaneously attacking the woman. <laughs> that's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. I mean, for her, if you put it in a movie, I'm laughing. <laughs> I mean, that's no. Thank God her husband was there too, because nobody's gonna believe that. If you, I mean, the, all the odds. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, imagine having a, a hor- imagine going home today, and your mom's got a horribly <laughs> bruised arm, and you're like, "What? You're like, did somebody hit you? Did I you try telling that to, to, to social services. Did you get into a fight? <laughs> and imagine her story is a snake fell out of the gr- the air while I was mowing the lawn, and the, the hawk that dropped it started beating me up too, as it was trying to get the snake back. I mean, nobody's <laughs> believing you. Did your husband? T- Hitching. No, a snake fell from the sky and it wrapped in the. Okay, is it? I clearly said you ran into a door, but all right. I mean, let's, can we get this guy arrested here? I mean, if you're the social worker, you've got to be doing, you know, the whole the saying is, you know, sometimes you have a lie that's too big to fail. I'm sure the social worker's like, there's a limit to that, though. That this, this is. This person very clearly just made something up. The first thing they could think of. Oh, that poor guy too. He's you know you know every time the grass needs to be mowed, she's going to be like, "I'm not doing it." He's he's determined. He's destined to mow grass the rest of his life. You're gonna have to hire somebody. I yeah. mean, I would see. I would if you'd hired somebody like you'd ask me to. I would have told you to hire somebody. That poor that that poor dude's the one dealing with the story now, not you. Every time I, mean, I mow the yard for the rest <laughs> of my life, there's going to be a part of me that's like. I hope a snake doesn't fall out of the sky. I've never thought. Now, I have in the past, especially since I've gotten a smaller dog, have always worried sometimes about 
like in the back of my mind, not to like where I'm like panically running out and watchable, like looking, but like there's a part of me in the back of my mind. I've always wondered if the Hawks going to come and swoop up Sally, my little, the little Chihuahua. I mean, she's no bigger than probably some snakes. I mean, hawks in our backyard all summer. I mean, I and you'll you'll see on neighbors, you know, the neighbors and ring apps that I get amongst other things. Uh, Like you know, everybody's always getting stuff stolen off their front porch, apparently. But the um, the, is you know, hawks are circling or something like that. I've I've always kind of wondered. Now, I mean, the (laughs) I mean, you're in Texas. There's there's snakes and there's hawks. I mean, it's that's. You're asking for the it. Uh, the odds of it happening are probably right up there with winning a lottery ticket, but people win the lottery, and it's it's a very weird situation. But yet, if anything, like the fact that she, you know, she has some bruising, she survived. She's a great story, ice breaking story to tell now the rest of her life. Incredible story. Like Any, anytime anybody brings up some crazy story with an animal, you just got to be chomping at the bit, being like, okay, you ready to get shown yeah, up? Yeah, have a seat. Yeah, t- take a seat. Let me let me, let me tell, you, tell you a little story. Well, story time with TK, baby. Uh, Seven. <laughs> sit, 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 sit down. Before we before we take a break, I got some sad news for you. Oh, what? No, you you just got me all entertained about. I know, but this will, we, we can say this quickly. Move on. But uh, Johnny Hardwick, who was the voice actor for Dale Gribble on King of the Hill, I love Dale Gribble, has died at age sixty four. Very sad. Dale's an all time character. Dale is great. Um, I feel like. I, did you? Was it you that told me this that they were looking at doing a reboot, or like rebringing back King of the Hill? I don't know. If I, if, if I did, I don't remember that. I'm I'm curious if they're. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know where I'm at on that because I do still. I, you know I love King of the Hill. It's probably my top five shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch all the time. So yeah, it's so sad. Now was he? He wasn't the original because I think there was somebody that did Gribble like the first few like first season that wasn't him. Like his voice changes in the in the series. I don't so know I wonder if he say it was this guy. But yeah, I mean, it's probably the one who did it, the the second version person to add it, which did it like the last like ten seasons. The government finally got Dale. <laughs> Took a long time. I was watching at King of the Hill. A buddy of mine a little while back, he came by the house and he he doesn't watch a lot. And I don't remember what I don't even remember what the episode was that was on. And he just finally he just said randomly was like, "How does Dale not know that, that John Redcorn is banging yeah. this?" I'm like, it's, "It's the simple way to describe it's two ways. One." Dale's character, if he trusts you, he literally trusts you beyond, like, everything. And, like, Hank and his wife were the only two on that list. And second, they did issue at one point, he thinks John Redcorn was gay. So that's why he, ne- I guess, never felt a threat for, for the two. He was the only voice. Oh, he was? I guess maybe just weirdly sounded then. There are a lot of cartoons where I feel like the voice just yeah, like, sounds different when you watch. You would, I mean, not, not just not just uh, Family Guy where, you know, Meg changed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I always thought, like, the first couple episodes with him, it was a different voice, but maybe he just changed it. He says uh, the original voice that he was trying to base it around was Matthew McConaughey's character in Days and Confused. This sounds 100%. Yeah. I, th- I think the, um, what's his name, the creator of the show, uh, uh, said that the Boomheimer was uh, someone called and complained about him, like, on his machine. <laughs> and said just like, he was like, that guy's voice is amazing. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I think the Boomhauer was, was a Texas Ranger. You didn't know that until the very last scene. It was amazing. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get back to you guys on the Thornton Sex Line. We also have a, a list, a dubious list that Louisville football is on. We'll talk about that. I like doobies. Okay. And more. <laughs> Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 1450 <laughs> and 961, The Big X. 
woke up, fell out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. Found the way downstairs and drank a cup. And looking up, I noticed I was late. Found my coat and grabbed my hat. Made the bus in seconds flat. Me every day coming to work. Found my way upstairs <laughs> and had a smoke. Literally. Me. Woke up at two o'clock, running, put a comb across my hair, took a coke, smoked a cigarette, went to a dream. This is my favorite Beatles song. It's probably my top three or four, yeah. Alright, welcome back in. Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 96.1 The Big X. Uh, we, we were talking a little football there, conference realignment before the break, also some uh, kind of odds and ends, some notes there. I want to get back to you guys on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Reminder, download that Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money at the pump, save you money inside. Anytime you need something from a Thornton's location, do all that and then text us at 502-414-1450. we going to go back to football at some point or anything? Or? We can. Why? Yeah. Uh, I just know I noticed there was like some uh, yesterday, I can't remember who tweeted it out, uh, like some of the, uh, the the updates on like the jersey numbers and the and like the, 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 the height and, and weights. Yeah. And like... Your boy from Mail, like putting on like forty pounds and be up to two eighty five, was like made me smile from ear to Sailor ear. Sailor Brown, yeah, nice. I mean, it says he's up like two eighty five now, which is, I mean, the thing we talked. I remember when he we came in Louisville, we were both kind of like, we we, we want to get you know our handprints in Louisville talent, just don't know if this kid's got the size and ability to be at this talent. Well, it looks like he's put on the size, and hopefully he's been working on his ability. And I trust this coach except to be working with him, so. I, I'm looking forward to that. Popeye put on some weight, which is good because he's gonna see the field this year. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. He's I think he said he's up to two fifty, which I kind of take. Also, if the school tells me he weighs two fifty, I'm gonna take it with a ten pounds, sure. give or take. But I mean, two fifty still more. If you're a pass rusher, you're kind of that out, that kind of floating outside linebacker. You're still not big enough to put your hand completely on the ground for more than a, a, the occasional situation, but. Yeah, but Brown being up 285, even if you're counting 10, 10 pounds off for exaggeration, is still good for me. Anybody else stand out? Uh, those are the only two I saw that really stuck out to me. Um, I think I want to say there was one more, but now I can't. It was all deep. Defense is where I looked at mostly, especially on the defensive line, is what I was more intrigued at looking at the weight additions for. Understandably so. Because that's what we need. I mean, we talked about Kentucky and how they just dominate us on the line. A lot of that's to do with size. Pretty much any team we've played in the last few years that's been known for its physicality has kind of dominated us there. Yeah, that's kind of where it's unfortunately been. Yeah, the I don't think it's all skill, but unfortunately at some point, skill can only take you so far when the guy across from you is just picking you up with one hand and slamming you down. Um, <laughs> no, I'm with you there. No, that's a good. We, we, I, I do want to talk about this list that has Louisville on it coming up okay. at five o'clock hour. But when we, the, the text line's bumping. Let's, yeah, let's, let's get back here. to it. I just wanted to make sure. No, if good. we didn't get back to it, I wanted to point out that I'm very excited about some of those things. Good to see Salaf putting on some weight. It is, yeah. Put on some weight. Uh, Texture says, for today's theme, what is your favorite Beatles album? Both of you. I'm guessing Trevor's is Sgt. Pepper. I'm guessing Mike's is the White Album or Abbey Road. Mine is the White Album. This is the one I was, yeah, I probably would have guessed that for you, too. Yeah. yeah, your favorite song is on Sgt. Pepper's. It is. Um, Sgt. Pepper's is probably, I know it's, it's cliche to maybe say, but it is probably my favorite. Uh, one thing I love about Sgt. Pepper's, the, the album, is that um, like growing up, I don't know why. My mom, like, is not a pack rat as much as I am, but there was always three things I grew up just, like, 
I don't know, I always thought it was the coolest thing. One, she had this big, like, four-armed four, four hookah that she never used. Uh, I always thought that was cool. Two, she had two albums she never opened. The, when they bought them, when they first came out, never opened them. One was Sgt. Pepper's, the other was Toys in the Attic by Aerosmith. That's cool. And I was just knowing those two albums. I don't know if she still has them and where they're at, but uh, I'm sure they're somewhere in the house. But they, 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 I always saw that, so, yeah, that's – I mean, I like the White Album. I'm, why didn't she open them? I don't know why. I think she had – I think she bought, like, multiple. She just, at some point, she thought they'd be something to have a value. I don't know. She just – same reason I bought that Toy Story DVD, that VHS, and never opened it. Thought maybe one day I would get me some value back for it, like with my Beanie Babies. You're there? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I, say, um, I, I guess is it cheating to say the greatest hits 67 to 70? The Blue that Album? That is cheating. You can't do I mean, that, 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 But that span right there is about as great as greatest hits album as you'll ever find. It's awesome. Texture says, uh, for people saying these stories are fake, the J-Town Elementary story is 100% true. Our friend was one of the staff there. Yeah, same picture says sometimes big problems require simple simple solutions, and sometimes simple people are the best for simple solutions. Bring back Satterfield; he'd solve this. You're a bus. <laughs> you go stretch left or stretch right. Problem solved. I mean, that sounds like something Satterfield would say, right? It does. <laughs> he's he's probably not far off. Simple, big problems sometimes do only need simple solutions. Texture says, I've had to call into work because there was moose between my house and the car that would not move. Always horrified mountain lions are going to attack me. Thankfully, no dangerous snakes. The animals and things that we see on our ring cameras at night are haunting. I don't ever, I've never seen a thing on my ring. This is the guy who lives in Colorado, I believe. I would hope so, yeah. I was going to say, it's not Anchorage. It's on my way to the White Castle on Westport Road and ran into a moose. The Highlands really aren't the mountains. <laughs> no, they are. Um, I mean, having a moose. That the, do you do you ever look at you? Well, you don't have ranch, right? That's, I don't. I mean, I, I I've never seen like weird animals on mine. So we haven't had you know knock on wood. I say this because we one of the early themes of the show was Penny was always getting into it with raccoons and possums and all this stuff in our backyard. We haven't had a, an encounter in the last. I mean, she's she's gotten a rabbit in the last year. But, and she's chased a couple of rabbits. We haven't had like a, a bad animal encounter in our yard in a while. Oh yeah, I never and I don't ever get deer. I know, I know there are deer in my area, but I've, I've never once I've seen them here in this by the station multiple times. I've sat out in my car and watched one walk by me, uh, but I never see them. I mean, the close. I'm trying to think the closest thing I've ever seen. Like I, I mean, I do. We do have a lot of skunks in my neighborhood. Like, I don't think there's a night I don't come home, like, if I'm out, I go outside late for whatever reason and don't smell skunk in my neighborhood. I'm just thankful it's never because I'm one of my dogs or cat. Texas says, Trevor asking what the original plan for the bus schedule was 10 minutes after you've been extensively talking about the subject just killed me. That killed one of us. Okay. <laughs> I love what, <laughs> I think that's my favorite of your responses to stuff. <laughs> what? Just okay? When you go... Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? When you're clearly like, just like, bleep what? that guy. <laughs> Dude, you're not supposed to say what it means. TJ texted in. That's supposed to be subtle. They're not supposed to know what I'm saying to them. TJ said, Trevor, the skunk smell is coming from inside the house. That's funny, dude. Damn it, TJ, I played Lucy for your daughter. The very next time says, that's not skunks, Trevor. 
Trevor, like Chappelle, like, did I do my shirt laundry or something? Trevor say Anchorage for Anchorage. I said Anchorage. I think he said Anchorage. I said Anchorage, right? Did I say Anchorage? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I said Anchorage. Texas says, <laughs> uh, I don't love the additions of Stanford and Cal just because of the geography factors. However, I feel that it, it is in our best interest to add them. Having two more schools stabilizes the league a bit more once FSU and Clemson somehow buy out of the grant of rights. With no clear answer for what UofL's future is, I feel our priority needs to be stabilizing the ACC in the long term, even if it may not benefit us much now. If I, if, if, if all people myself has thrown away any dreams and hopes of the geography thing, then I think everyone should. I don't think I don't think that should be a problem. I mean, I, I know there's other things in this text, but I mean, if, if you don't want somebody just because of geography, you might as well you're, you give up. That's that that's been thrown out a year ago. I guess the question is, I think if we're all in agreement that Stanford, Cal, and whoever aren't really going to benefit the league in the short term, and we're just adding them with the thought that like some teams are probably going to end up leaving and we, we want to be more stable when they do, I, I guess my question would be, who's taking Stanford and Cal in the next couple of years? Like, Why couldn't we... I, I, deal, I think in an ideal world, maybe I'm, I'm alone in this, I would rather just stay at 14 right now and keep things status quo with the ACC and say, look, like we still think our 14 are better than the Big 12. 16, we're going to be a force in basketball regardless. We're going to be the third best conference in football in most years, and if we're not, we're going to be the fourth best conference, and we'll still have access to the college football playoff. We don't need to add teams that just are going to be perennial four and eight squads. Like, that just doesn't do much for us. But if the, if the issue is we think we're going to lose a handful of schools at some point and we want to make sure that we can still exist, where are Cal and – Stanford and Oregon State and Washington State going to go to where they would say no to us in, in three or four years? Are they better than the teams that we fear we may lose? Well, no, obviously. I mean, if you're going to lose Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and, and Miami or whoever, I don't think adding replacing them with those four schools is tit for tat. No, 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 probably not. At least not in terms of revenue. Texture says, uh, my mom was a JCBS driver for 23 years. She Damn. tried to make it to 25, but retired last year due to being tired of violent threats from kids and no respect from parents. It sounds like a thankless job, for sure. Oh, yeah. I was watching, uh, what was it, the, uh, My Name is Earl the other day, where the, he went back to school and had to, he, he wanted them to teach, the teachers wouldn't teach him because the kids, like, just were crazy. He's like, we can't touch them physically, and we're too mentally to harm them. Are too too weak to harm them mentally, so. Texture says, "Oh, this is good guy. Ooh, like guy it. who asked for the relationship advice is back with an update for you." He took my advice. He says, "I have a date tomorrow night." He took my advice. He scored over one thousand points playing playing D one basketball and is is a D one coach now. Ooh. My first date idea is to make her watch a Louisville men's basketball game last year and make her tell me what Kenny Payne's offensive and defensive. <laughs> <philosophy is like. laughs> That relationship was fun while it lasted. <laughs> I hope this is a real thing. I know it's not. I would love to see that be a true story. I'd like to know. I'd, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want to know. Texas, it's almost game week and no salad has been consumed. I'm worried that the fates are being tempted here again. Uh, was I supposed to be a salad before Georgia Tech? I think you went. Uh, some, you got so mad one day when people kept calling you out about this that you said you needed like an, a salad before the game to make sure you didn't. Piss off the gods. Did I say that? I believe that happened. 
you were saying the salad was the problem. You need to do a better salad. Well, the salad was a problem. People were saying you didn't really eat the salad, and now you know you promised that you would do this if we got Jeff Brom. You haven't done it. Now the Jeff Brom era is going to be a disaster because of you single-handedly. So I need to eat a salad between now and September 1st? That seems to be – I think that was what we settled on. What do you say? I think it would be nice. Why not just – I mean, I, I'm not leaving it to Texas because I know those deviant bastards will just make me eat a salad. But, like, what, what, do you, what do you say? I'm saying better safe than sorry. Do you think – did I actually say that? Oh, we, we definitely settled on it at one point. This, this was months ago, though. This was a while. I feel like we're back in the old studio. You say I remember this. <laughs> it's a different day. That's a different Trevor. The old studio. Tre- staff, Tre- the Tre- new Tre- studio. Yeah, Taylorsville Trevor said things that the Jeffersonville Trevor's butt cannot cash. Okay. Um, I guess so. Yeah. See, I don't, I, I don't like I don't like just saying I'll eat a salad just because it takes away the, the emphasis of actually eating a salad. If, if what I did with the last salad could be considered eating it. You had like three bites. You spit out two of them. Hey, that still counts. You ate bites of a salad. You, you only get two pumps, it still counts as virginity, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it still counts, right? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, it does. Okay. Texas says, of course, Trevor gets a headache from classic music. Does. Is there music you don't like at all? Um, I feel like there's bits and pieces of just about every music that I can like there's mostly for me but for the most like, like average like heavy metal i'm not into now when you say heavy you i think you're leaning more towards death metal right i guess yeah i mean like, there are, uh, there's some songs that like, i i like like, I've you, got, like on my playlist but like they're for the most part if you like the average i think heavy metal death metal song is not gonna be something that like I like early metallica you're not getting into yeah i don't know see that okay that would be yeah, but you're not listening to like uh like judas priest or something or yeah yeah um, which I don't blame you. I'm not really huge. In, that's not my favorite thing either. I love early Metallica. No, it's just I don't know if it's say classical. Maybe it's just opera in general. Just I just I just can't do it. It just, it just doesn't. I've never heard one that. I'm not going to be like Julia Roberts and go thinking it's going to suck and then thinking I almost peed myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to walk away excited. Sorry. Texas says Schindler's List is a great pick me up when you're down. <laughs> Uh, but th- now I need movie need maybe I should watch because I remember I've told you I've never watched that from start to finish. It's a good movie, not uplifting, but it's a good movie. So I watch. I might watch it tonight. I mean, it's it's good. It's for sure. You should watch it at some point. Okay. Texture says my family and I started going to Bridgepoint Pool last year, and this summer there was this kid who was around ten or eleven, and he had started a whole snack shop. He went to Metro and got a permit. Had all types of food from brats to na- from brats to nachos and candy. And he also took Venmo and had all types of payments. It was pretty cool. Kids today are resourceful, man. Yeah. I mean, it's the new modern thing of uh, walking around. I mean, back in my day, we used to just grab a rake and walk around the neighborhood and ask if you know anybody wanted their, their leaves raked for five bucks. And kids still do that. They do mostly snow shoveling, I feel like. Do they? Yeah. I've never had a kid come up to ask to shovel my snow. Oh, we get every time there's snow. And we've taken a couple of them up on it. The last ones did a crappy job. It was not worth the twenty bucks or whatever we paid. Twenty bucks, got inflation, man. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. No wonder you're so sour on charging, paying people to do yard work. You've been hurt. Texas says Hamels no hit the Cubs in 2015. It was probably the first one in Philly since Halliday against the Reds in the NLDS. I thought I saw that stat yesterday. Say who? What? The, huh? Come at the 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 Michael Lorenzen no hitter. Was the first for the Phillies. Right. He's saying Cole Hamels hit the Cubs in 2015. 
I just I, I'm going off of what I saw on Twitter. Oh, you're talking about like you said it was. Part I said of it was the most recent since the 2010 one. Yeah. Holiday no hit. Yeah. The, the Reds. Uh, I was like, that's the only good thing. I did like seeing that history though. It was it was nice to have that thrown in my face last night. <laughs> Let's see the official no hit. Yeah, Texas right. There actually have been two since that. Hamels has two. He no hit the the Cubs in 2015 and the Braves in 2014. Cole has two no hitters. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I forgot about Cole Hamill sometimes. He was a beast. He was good on that that uh, that late two uh, thousand Spillies runs they had from like was it oh seven to like twelve I think that five year run where they were well clearly he was pretty good in 2014, 2015. Well, that's too. true, yeah. But yeah, I think so no hitters. Well, last year was the first time I think they made the playoffs since like two thousand eleven. The Phillies? Yeah, they they were on like a eleven year streak of not making the playoffs. Were they really? You know the longest playoff streak in they beat uh, us in twenty eleven. I think that was the last time, and then last year, and then they didn't make it until last year when they made the World Series run. Longest longest playoff drought in MLB right now is. Um, well, are you talking about does the not making, playoff count? Yes, and not so not making any playoff game. Um, it's actually not very long. I, yeah, I mean, I, is the A's? Uh, no. Who is it? Tigers. Eight years. God, the Tigers. It's all, and it's and it's amazingly, it's only eight years. It seems like, I mean, remember, let's not forget, Seattle was at twenty until last year, and then after the after the Lions, I think the longest streak, which is so weird to say this, because I mean, the Tigers is a team that you would think should be in the playoffs on a regular basis. The Angels have not been there in seven years. I knew it'd been a while. I, I would have yeah. guessed the Angels have been longer than the Tigers. No, Tigers is eight years. Wow, but they have been to two World Series in, in since the two, in the last decade, last. Uh, Oh, since the 2000s, I guess. Texas says fence posts look good at practice. Trevor's pessimism <laughs> may have been misplaced. Fence tile. Come on. Fence tile. Fence tile. Uh, and I, listen, I, I, I'd love to be wrong, but history did not favor fence tile coming into this. He's tearing it up. Well, good. I'm glad. Last shot. I mean, it didn't help that you were like, he's going to play tight end. He knows it. I'm like, he's never played it. <laughs> no, I just said, I. I I just said. I think you, I guess, assumed he had played it maybe at another school, but no, no, no. I, your whole thing was he's not going to be on the team. My whole thing was this is his last shot to play anywhere. He's yeah. not. He's going to stay on the team. He's I understood your reasoning. I just still didn't think he would make well, the right words in my mouth that I didn't say. So I'm not sure he did. <laughs> well, you thought that you, you said he had played tight end before, but he, I did not say that. Mm-hmm. He played wide receiver and quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just said he would be on the team as a tight end. Yeah, he is. Because they said when he came here, he was going to play tight end. You said, I think, said, I think you said the same day I said I'd eat a salad again. I didn't say that. <laughs> the textures <laughs> were adamant. You said that. Texas, you keep saying Rutgers was added for the New York market when the state of New Jersey has a population of over, over 9 million, which doubles <laughs> KY. Or somebody Garden State getting their New Jersey in a exists, over you know. I mean, that, but that was the selling. That was what people said. Was no one the, claimed the Big Ten was getting the New York market with Rutgers. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, just, I guess you're a Jersey guy, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, go, go for it. But. It's, it's, I mean, come on. Just, don't get mad at it. It's not our fault. Texas Mike didn't marry way overpay a kid to shovel snow one time. I, th- I feel like that, yeah. Like, That's that, a $20? That may have been the last one. It was like, and he, the kid did a crap job. Whatever, whatever, because we've done it multiple times. Whatever what the last one was. I remember it was, whether it was one kid or a couple of kids. Literally, they did a half ass job. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> not uh, paying that kid again? No, never again. Did you give him a bad review on Yelp? I would if I, if I knew how to find. You remember you 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 you're a Yelp reviewer, aren't you? No. You look like that. Every time that you say you think you know something about me, it's comp- it's like the most opposite thing of anything I would ever. Sometimes do. Sometimes I wonder if you just don't you just don't want to admit that I'm right. 
No. <laughs> if you if I found like poop in my food, I still wouldn't take the time to go write a Yelp. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the texter with the relationship advice says the date is real. If it goes well and things progress well, I'll subject her to a Kenny Payne game and report back. But I already know the answer is I don't know what the bleep I just watched. Subject her to a Kenny Payne game. Like I feel like that should be like right there with like the the timeline of not farting in front of her. Texas like, fifty dollars sounds familiar with the snow shovel. Mary's texting in and saying, I don't think the snow shovel thing ever happened. I know we hired kids to do it multiple times. And Mary, I know the he, last time he does bad. make up stuff to me all the time as well. No, so she's calling the texture out. Oh. <laughs> well, he does do that too, Mir. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll go back. Five o'clock hour is we'll talk about this list that UofL is on. We'll get more to more text. Good list? No, bad list. And I got a couple more stories to get to. The preakness might be moving. I know Trevor's up in arms about that. All that coming your way. Five o'clock hour here at the Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the big X.